Welcome to the Chaos Network. Now you're all in big, big trouble. What time is it? We will throw out all kinds. He will throw out all kinds of sports topics. The moment Delonte West oh. banged LeBron's mom, LeBron had every right to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, that's horrible. Political views. If we get rid of abortion in the United States, what happens when Bethlehem Roethlisberger is uh, <laughs> holding down some chick and gets her pregnant, and she can't get rid of the baby? <laughs> is that your best? Random rants and stuff. Are you supposed to record podcasts over? I'm your huckleberry. If I do drugs all my life, my life will be shorter. Oh, Peyton Manning breaks his fucking arm. <laughs> all right, it's been a week and we got another sports our way. So we were going to record on Thursday, but what happened, not just that it was Thanksgiving, but when Hollywood got into his wallet to check his black friends, he saw that Black Friday wasn't on his list, so... We didn't want to offset some sort of balance in the universe to make sure that he still had his boys there. So we had to take the night off, give thanks to, uh, you know, the Indians for being slaughtered so we could have some turkey and get some, you know, naps in and, and watch uh, Detroit and and and, and uh, Dallas and then uh, the late game with uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, uh, where I think Gov rolled up a bunch over the day. So uh, welcome to Sports Our Way. we got a little bit of a different shit going on tonight. And by that, I mean we brought in, uh, well, I'm calling him Bill. He's normally Indy Willie, but I'm going to call him Bill because that's how I know him as. And he's sitting here right next to me. So um, normally he's on uh, Village Idiots. Shows a little bit on hiatus. I think he killed the co- uh, co-host on it because uh, uh, the dude wouldn't shut up. So yeah, his lower jaw doesn't work as well as it used to. No, I love Evan. I love yeah, but that show takes a fucking lot of energy and a lot of patience, and uh, I ran out of one of the two. <laughs> and then of course they got the fucking I don't know, just the man. I mean, like he's here more than about everybody else. I can always count on him, and he's probably the smartest person I know. Um, and he's the pasty gangster. I got God with us. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up? Pasty gangster, huh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where that came from. It just kind of came from it, it, it fits, I guess, but at the same time, maybe not the gangster part, but the pasty part fits, <laughs> fits purely. Greg, I, I swear to you, I'm not kidding. I had to do a double take on the most recent uh, Best Buy commercial. I wasn't convinced after I had to pause the DVR. Will this make my party pop? Uh, when I saw that guy, I had to look and make sure it wasn't you because it could have been you. You could have pulled that shit off. That's awesome. Oh, man. Oh, How's your day? Day's good, man. Uh, drove from the uh, uh, you know the Indianapolis area or actually the north of Indianapolis all the way back home. Uh, so spent a little window time. Uh, so got, got to see my parents this past weekend. Uh, McCole went there on Tuesday night. And got in, and I saw him for we'll we'll call it twelve hours, including the overnight on Wednesday night into Thursday, and then I saw him for another twelve hours yesterday. So, Jesus, bro, well, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good, man. It was it was all work, but uh, work was fun. So, all right, good. Well, that's all you can ask for. Okay. And and the Hampton Inn, you know, uh, they treat you well. Ah, <laughs> oh, brother, housekeeping. You don't fuck your pillow? All right, cool. Well, shit. Um, speaking of housekeeping, Gov, you want it tonight or you want me to do it? Uh, I can do it up for you, brother. Uh, if anybody wants to hit the show and uh, call in and talk to us three crazy motherfuckers, please call 646-378-0793. 
Uh, if you want to hit the man leading the show, which is F and Chaos, it's at F and Chaos. Uh, if you would like to speak with me or send me a note on Twitter, it's at Governor underscore Baines. Uh, Mr. Mike or Hollywood, uh, who's missing from the show tonight because he's working because the man's making him do that job. Uh, you can hit him at SOW Hollywood. And then we always have belligerent, snowflake, uh, whatever names we want to call him. Uh, Mr. I never make a show. Hit him at Kendall Scott. We also have Indy Willie on. Indy, uh, I don't know your handle for Twitter, so you might want to toss that one out there. It's complicated. It's at Indy underscore Willie. Indy and Willie are both spelled with a Y. When you got to explain it, there's a problem. I know. Uh, and, yeah. and once again, for our listeners, if you want to call in, 646-378-0793. Perfect. Thank you. <clears throat> Give a call, shout out. What the hell you want to do? It's fine. Um, there's no DMAS tonight, but because I just have to do it, I've got to take over just because I love the intro. i got to play it. Another public service announcement. <laughs> you just tell me that eating pussy is going to give me cancer? Yep. Oh, good. God is going to be my DMAS. But as they say in the U.S. Navy, there is no wrong hole. No. Getting a little strange on daytime TV. You are broke back, Jack. I'm your Huckleberry. Also DMAS. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. All right, so I think something happens about, you know, every year on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. There's usually a few extra people that are alive on Wednesday than there are on Thursday. I don't quite get it, and it's, this isn't a DMAF. It's just a, a random thought that these two guys who are with me can actually understand more than anything because of how long they've worked in retail. Because on the next day, you have Thanksgiving, you give thanks. It's a wonderful thing. You have your... Turkey, the trip to pancakes in, you sleep, you snore, maybe you roll over and eat some pussy along with it. I don't know. Just be careful because pussy causes cancer, as we talked about in the, uh, in the uh, promo here. So, um, and then someone will go buy some stupid $200 TV that's 1080p, got all the bells and whistles. They'll grab the last one, and somebody else will fucking stab them. So even though I didn't have a DMAF, I'm going to say the person – who kills the other person for the $200 TV that breaks down in maybe two to three years because the processors suck, the quality is made of plastic, kids who maybe got paid 79 cents uh, for four hours of work to put that TV together, um, it's not worth it. And Black Friday has kind of turned into what Brown Thursday, and no, that's not anal penetration into your sister. That's just setting up because everything is opening up on Thursdays or some places aren't closing. There is nothing worse, uh, worth, I should say, killing somebody over or fighting somebody over that fucking product that can be replaced. If you can spend $50 more, chances are the product is fucking better. So even though there is no true DMAF, this just kind of struck me as like, why would anybody, and I think from what I saw, there was over 200 people killed this past Black Friday in some sort of shopping massacre are you fucking kidding me so gov you've worked a couple of them you and i have worked together through a couple of them the shit that we see isn't it fucking insane yeah and and the the place that we've done that part of the business controls it extremely well uh compared to some of the other places yeah it's nuts dude uh from uh the rudeness of some people uh to the unwillingness to 
see human beings as human beings and just run them over with a shopping cart or their body or to tackle them. Uh, lots of YouTube videos popped out this past week uh, of the dude inside Walmart, like elbowing his way through a bunch of women. The guy looked like he was like 250, uh, pretty, pretty tall dude, and he was just elbowing his way through people, you know, trying to get to a TV. Uh, and it's, it's nuts to me. Uh, and there's also a really good YouTube clip out there. You know, and I've got a bone to pick with media sources, but I'll, I'll get beyond that. Uh, but the, uh, the headline was, you know, you know, Walmart worker killed during Black Friday, uh, you know, tramp, stampede, which we all know that's news from 2008 or 2009. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was a new article, you know, so it was, it was hitting the headlines. It was everybody just recycling that story and then tacking on videos from this year. And then down in Puerto Rico, uh, at a Walmart, over a $98 32-inch TV, they had barricades and cops and everything else, and just people bum-rushed the entrance to the store. It was hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious. It's, it's society. It's jacked up. I mean, basically, you know, a retail kind of a deal used to have an unwritten contract and a certain level of respect for the other side. Now there is a written contract, all these different laws around the implied warranty of merchantability and how people are just dickheads, and they don't think anything else applies. And that's why they treat the other people that are there like crap, treat the people um, that work there like crap, treat the people who build the piece of shit that somehow got in their hands for 20 cents less than, you know, per dollar than the other thing, that they're just simply unwilling to go out and work for and would rather just show their true color. And it sucks. It's awful. I mean, some guy, I was reading an article, got drugged through the mud on a terrible divorce, even got his cat stolen. So he was just feeling at his lowest, and he wanted to give back a little bit, and he worked at the Mall of America. So he took $1,000 in $1 bills, went up to the fourth floor at the Mall of America, waited until the choir started playing, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. He threw them down, and $1,000 rained down, and he got arrested for it. <laughs> for starting a uh, because he could No, because he could have started a disturbance of the peace that could have resulted in somebody being injured. He was like, whatever, I had fun. I did it because I wanted to. These are the consequences. This isn't the worst thing that's happened to me in the last six months. <laughs> i got to wonder why all the CEOs of these companies are putting this, these sick deals and sales on this uh some of it low-end product, you know, yeah. depends on where you go. Because you know, been, aren't they causing a riot every uh, yeah. Friday after Thanksgiving? Yep. That's a good point. That's a really good point. There should be some liability there. Yeah, I mean, in, in the way that they handle them half the time, and, like, you can go to certain stores. Like I said, there's certain companies, um, like one we've been affiliated with, that handles things pretty well. But you can go to other places where, I mean, it, it, I mean just like anywhere you go, if you have shitty management, you're going to have shitty results and you're going to have shitty – things happen. You go to a place with shitty management, like Walmart, who, you know, more than not, you know, you, we kid about the people who shop in there, but it's a product <laughs> of the environment, the people that run the place at the time, too, and it's going to end up being some sort of nightmare. Well, no, I, go ahead, Bill. I mean, it's an opportunity. You either view it to be that way, something you get to do, versus something that's happening to you, and I think if you get into that mindset, management's going to fail, the people that work there are going to fail, and they're just going to feel as though they're the ones being taken advantage of, whether by the crowd or by their, uh, by, you know, upper management that's saying, hey, open up on Thanksgiving, make the best of it, come on now. 
Uh, and I think you get a lot of that. I think you get a lot of lackadaisicalness where people sit there and they don't do their jobs because they don't buy in. It's just that simple. I mean, am I wrong? Gov? Yeah, I think you're, I think you're dead on. I mean, keep in mind, uh, you know, and, and I'll tread cautiously here, and, I'll, and maybe I'll focus on Walmart. You know, uh, the Walmarts of the world are open 24-7. So the employees already aren't upset. They never close, by the way, right? So right. there's... It used to be only one day a year they closed, which used to be Christmas Day, and now they're open on Christmas Day. Uh, you know, but you got to understand the employees are working there, working at seven and a quarter or seven seventy-five or whatever the minimum wage for that state is, and they're usually their assistant managers and, and uh, high-end managers, store store team leads or whatever you want to call them, uh, at those locations are also fairly underpaid relative to the work that they have to do, but. You know, it's a position that they can, you know, launch themselves from or get, gain their, uh, you know, salaried leadership position from and maybe be able to get on with somebody else that's a little bit more uh, attainable or a little bit more friendly to employee relations. You know, so I think that's what comes down to it. And simple enough, people will do what the, what they're willing to do, you know, and then uh, when they're asked to do something they're unwilling to do and they still do it, then the product is horrible. And we see that in a lot of companies today. You know, and, and I'll share a quick story. We're all familiar with Dick's Sporting Goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just Dick's. We're all familiar with Dick's. <laughs> uh, Dick's Sporting Goods <laughs> was open. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dick's Sporting Goods was open on Thanksgiving uh, this year. Uh, you know, so as I was leaving one store at, uh, a little after 1 a.m., I walked into their store uh, and it was apparent, right? This company is, uh, didn't have buy-in to do it, uh, wasn't prepared to do it, you know, because at 1 a.m. they still had massive lines inside their stores. And to be frank, it was unshoppable. Uh, you know, I went in there looking for a pullover. You know, they had an Adidas pullover that was in their ad. Uh, I just wanted to see if they still had any left. You know, dumb me, didn't do what everybody else should do, which was buy it from their store online. Uh, you know, at that breakneck price. So I walk in, and then every table was just cluttered with clothes, Not, uh, no presentation at all, no ability to grab what you wanted to grab. And, you know, and I'm a little bit of a, a freak about cleanliness, so I was like, yeah, I'm not going to buy anything off that table, even if, it, even if they did have it in my size. But what did shock me was I walked back to their gun room, <laughs> the dick sells guns. I'm like, this is a bad idea. You know, they're, they're selling guns on sale, on Black Friday or or th- Thanksgiving night, you know, it's like I don't know if this is a great idea to be selling guns to a bunch of frantic shoppers. That's awesome. Part of the reason I hate Brown Thursday, and I'm going to go with that term because I really like it, is because you know I did I paid my de- my dues at many at many establishments in the retail world. I feel very strongly about that, and I'm done. And my hats off to anybody who chooses and continues to persevere with that profession because I just can't handle it. But I did enjoy going out on Black Friday after the fact. It was kind of fun. Have my full Thanksgiving, sleep for three or four hours, get up, get a solid buzz on, and go out and do Black Friday shopping. Um, And I'm sure I'm not the only one, (laughs) which lends a lot of credibility to your point. That's probably a bad idea. (laughs) That's probably about it. And it's a perfect circle, too, of the liability that these stores should have on their 
should have on them if uh, Sergey, which I think is the guy's first name, can throw $1,000 down from the fourth floor of Mall America and get immediately arrested and all these people, hey, let's sell guns to drug sleep to drive to people. I know, right? <laughs> Nobody here has a flask in their jacket. In Nobody. Like, most of them foreigners, too, because the ones that come in, when they're asking you for that, you know, one item, you can't understand what they're saying. Hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> and there's people in Mike's wallet. Well, you uh, bring up Walmart, and uh, uh, no, I forget. I, I don't know what I was watching. How low they're paid? CNN, MSNBC, some crap like that, and they showed all the uh, all the protests on Black Friday. How people weren't going to go to Walmart because of how much money the people who own Walmart make and how much they pay their associates. So people actually, of course, uh, protested going in, and that doesn't make any sense to me. And I know we're a sports show, but Fuck it. We talk about whatever we want to talk about. So if you tune in for a sports show, you're getting the fucking bonus plan. So fucking call it the glory hole if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it reminds me Let's more. That. Let's call it the glory hole. We'll call it the glory <laughs> hole. So I guess people get mad at others because of how much they make, and that kind of pisses me off. You know, people agree to uh, work at Walmart for the wages they're getting. So it doesn't mean that they should go out and get pissed at the – uh, you know, the people who own Walmart because the, what, five of them make more than half of America, but that they've earned that right, too. They've done the things to get them there, and I don't like that place. I'm a big fan of the uh, documentary, The High Cost of Low Prices, the Walmart documentary, and I don't like to shop there, but I'm not going to hold it against them. Um, what I, one of the fascinating things while we're on the subject of Walmart, I'll give you two little bits, people. One, this is a bonus plan for you. If you ever want to have a good laugh, go online and look up the Walmart bunker, um, what the Waltons built. So like, this is way before preppers and stuff. The Waltons had it figured out. They have a little city underground, so go ahead and, uh, and Google that in your spare time. And then number two was that the prices at Walmart, they were, everybody was afraid how much they might be affected when they would have to start, say, oh, you know, paying women at least to amount that they pay men. And even with all these class action lawsuits, every single thing that that company goes through, their prices are insanely, ridiculously inexpensive. They are not even hamstrung to the point where they cannot afford huge, long-lasting, multinational, or, you know, I mean, completely national uh, TV campaigns. This place is, is an unbelievable juggernaut, and I'm afraid that it, I'm afraid the game's kind of over. Unless they drop the ball, they're going to be the last man standing. It's fucked up. Yeah, when it comes down to it, it's a price wins out. You know, if I can get the same thing at another company for cheaper, you know, that's what's going to win. Uh, everybody, you know, service does matter, but at the same time, if I can get it $100 cheaper, what am I willing to spend on that service? Comes down to question. You know, but when I look at the company Walmart, there's some things that I, like everybody, everybody in my family knows that I, I you know, the first words that my son's mouth would be, Walmart is the devil. <laughs> uh, just because I look at from a business aspect of what they've done to other American businesses, and I'm not talking about their competition. I'm talking about your Velastic Pickle companies and, yep. uh, you know, those individuals. Those are all American-based companies that do work with other retailers, but Walmart owns them because they have such a giant market share or capability of selling their product. What they're asking them to do is just they ask that company to cut a razor-thin margin so they could afford to cut their price versus them just run on that razor-thin margin on that one or two pieces that gets customers into the store. You know, And that's where I just totally disagree with the Walmart 
philosophy, uh, you know, and, you know, things I like about Walmart, if you, if you know anything about the McMillan, you know, the company's next CEO, or I think maybe he's the current CEO, the fifth CEO ever, if it's the case, in that, in, that, in, in that store, but here's what I'll tell you. You know, he started a, the same way a lot of other retailers start, unloading trucks or starting in a department somewhere. He, he's a ground-up employee to CEO, uh, and unfortunately, I've seen that happen in my own company, and we'll see if that works. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it, it's cool to see, you know, the them come from the bottom, <clears throat> go to the top, you know, especially in the porn industry. That's really where you want to see it. <laughs> really, you care which guys get in front and which guys pitching because I don't. I didn't say anything about guys. You said bottom and top, buddy. <laughs> right. She could be on the Hey, Bill, I want to know how you know the uh, gay porn industry lingo, brother. Yeah, really. <laughs> Tops and bottoms. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I can check that right now. Exactly. It takes about a month of, of hard uh, urban dictionary. Hard. Hard. Yeah. hard. Don't miss a single word, please. Uh, uh, it takes about a month of being on the urban dictionary to go ahead and pick up about 85% of everything there is to know about. Sexually, but you really got to look for it because I've been on Urban Dictionary a lot, and I haven't really gotten more I don't know related to the gay porn industry. Really? I can tell you what a Mexican avalanche is, but I sure can't tell you what tops and bottoms are. When you're confident in your sexuality, there's certainly some humor to be found in what you're not used to because you're not the only one. So uh, maybe I'll look a little harder. Broken mirrors right there. I can't say I'm not comfortable with my sexuality, but all right, let's talk some sports. We uh, Sundays we usually kind of go through our thoughts on uh, and and peek behind the curtain to the ones that are listening. I'll send an agenda out to the boys, kind of give us an idea on what you know topics that we all think we should talk about that didn't happen today. So if I ask one of you guys questions and they aren't prepared for it, it's absolutely my fault. So uh, because uh, there was no agenda out today, but. Kind of looking through the scores of today, I mean, I, I, every week the NFL, it's great, and it's also to the same point, it, it, it's frustrating because you have, you just, sometimes you just totally can't predict it. I mean, I know that Jacksonville is a better team than their record. I didn't think they'd put up 32 points against Cleveland's defense. Didn't think that would happen. I, you know, you think if Cleveland scores 28 against Jacksonville, they're fine to win. Jacksonville ends up beating them. That surprised me. Nick Foles still has not thrown an interception. He threw one today, but there was a penalty on the play, so therefore it was called back. And how good is Carolina? I mean, Gov, any thoughts on any of this stuff? Uh, well, I'll start with the Nick Foles piece, and here's what pisses me off. Here, Philly should have just dominated that game. If you, if you listened or watched the game for the first half, uh, they had Arizona's number, and it, that and that number was three turnovers in the first half. Yeah. Uh, and they were converting points. And then it seemed like they just let up and went to a running game that was non-existent because you can't just run one-dimensional versus Arizona's defense and expect to, to win. And here's why it pissed me off. I made one major bet today and a bunch of small bets. And that one major bet was the one I shared with my friends earlier in the week. I'm betting Philly big. And there's no reason why Philly shouldn't have won that game by more than three points, which is what the spread was. Uh, thank goodness I got my money back. But Nick Foles, you're a dumbass for not keeping passing the ball. Riley Cooper was open all day long. Uh, he may call people uh, wrong names, but you know, you're, it's 
you know, he only got he only sudden all of a sudden got good when he didn't have Michael Vick passing the ball, and it was Nick Foles. Uh, but he was open all day long, and I think the guy only finished with 57 yards because. Uh, you know, in the second half, they just didn't toss the ball to them. You know, and that that it just dumbfounds me. They should have they should have scored 50 points today with how they were playing that first half. And it's not a readjustment by Arizona; it's how they offensively adjust. So, uh, I have a bone to pick with you, Philly and Nick Foles. And Nick Foles, you're not enough of a, uh, I guess, field general to be able to call your own plays or audible out to uh, make sure you can uh, continue your domination. Because it got a little scary at the end for Philly. Yeah. Um, the Carolina piece. Oh, did you have something, Bill? I was just saying complacency will kill you. She'll come back and bite you more often than it will just be enough. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and we see that happen with, what, four-minute defense, two-minute defense Yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's how people, you know, they, they get soft. They're like, they allow things to happen that they wouldn't normally allow to happen uh, because they're, you know, we'll, we'll give them those yards. We'll give them those yards, and they convert first down after first down after first down because they just run seven-yard plays constantly. Uh, and then the next thing you know, field goal kickers out on the field kicking the game-winning touchdown. Car field goal. Yeah. Uh, Panthers. So here's what scares me about the Panthers. They looked horrible at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, and they, I think they just won their eighth straight. You know, eight-win streak is – uh, it gets the team rallied up. It gets them going. And for me, it's about every game from Thanksgiving on uh, is is what I watch to figure out what the playoffs and, and who I believe will be in the Super Bowl. And those are the players that I start watching deeply, uh, so I know what prop bets to make during the Super Bowl. Uh, but Carolina looks tough, man. It's just a, a team of domination. They've got a really good defense. Offensively, it's really hard to figure them out. Uh, you know, I don't think they have a stud running back, but you can have five different running backs if you want when you've got a, a quarterback like Cam Newton who's got a missile for an arm and the capability of just running the ball on his own and laying somebody out. You know, so I think I think they pose a major threat to our uh, my boy down in uh, New Orleans in terms of that division. Uh, if so I want to say they have a, another head-to-head game coming up, uh, and if that does not bode well for Drew, uh, I have a feeling that Carolina will uh, win that division and uh, the Saints will be a wild card. That's scary, and that's, there's truth to that. I mean, like, they have the second-best plus-minus in the NFL, and that's what I like to look at is, is plus-minus. The best is, is Denver, and, uh, and they're, they're second. And the third is Seattle, one point behind them. Your boys have a tough game tomorrow against uh, Seattle. That actually, that's that's they're, they're the two best teams in the NFC, and that'll be a fun game to watch tomorrow. Night, that's for sure. Um, and that uh, Cam Newton, I mean, he he looks like a pro quarter, a good pro quarterback. So let me ask Bill this: So if you had the choice right now, who would you take, Cam Newton or Tony Romo? Oh God, between those two. That's painful. On a hunch, I would actually, I'd go ahead and do Cam Newton because he's done less wrong in really important situations. I know that Tony Romo's stats are unbelievable. I know that he has pulled some teams or some, you know, fourth quarter wins on his shoulders, but the guy just does not have the track record when the actual pressure is on. Cam Newton doesn't do a whole hell of a lot better in those situations, but he doesn't throw away the game either. You win with Cam. Go. On the, on the same teams that they're on now? 
uh, you're starting a franchise. Uh, so that makes it tough because, you know, we're watching Cam Newton with a great defense and no offensive weapons. Right, and you're watching Tony Romo with a great with offense a, and no defense. Correct. You know, that's – and he's got a he's got a ton of players. So if I can put Cam Newton on Tony Romo's team right now, I think Cam Newton wins that head-to-head battle. So I think it's got to be Cam. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, – I mean, you give Cam Newton, Des Bryant, Jason Witten – and Miles Austin. Miles Austin, yeah. <laughs> Instead of Steve Steve Smith, Fasano. I, I can't. Even, I don't even know that. Oh, LaFell. Sorry, Brandon LaFell. Yeah, Brandon LaFell. And uh, the tight end that came from Chicago, uh, Greg Olson. I mean, those are. Uh, I mean, it's. And, I mean, I, I can't imagine he wouldn't need to run. You know, I mean, Steve Smith is no taller than me. <laughs> so, but he, but he's. I mean, I don't want to diminish him. So he's yeah, forty-four though. Yeah, well, hey, well, <laughs> he's getting checked for hemorrhoids. Uh, well, which explains, you know, the, the Carolina has only got, I think, through 12 games, 285 points, which isn't bad, but it's not great. You know, it puts them in the mid-pack, but they're the number one defense in terms of yeah. points. 157 points. You know, the next closest team to them is Seattle with one less game. Yeah, I was going to say, take that to the next level. You know, 285 points isn't much. But, again, they're plus 128 on their plus minus, which, you know, God. What is it that the uh, Gov, uh, the defense hasn't allowed more than 17 points in a game? Is that, does that sound right? That is correct. How many running backs have they allowed to score? Is it just one or two? I think one. I thought it was two. Two? No, I think it was two when I was looking at some of the uh, okay. uh, who to play in FanDuel. And now it's like a <laughs> Yeah, you think about that. How deep in the season? I mean, so far removed we are from 10 years ago, but no team made it this far without getting just run all over. It just wasn't going to happen. No, it's definitely different. So, um, so let's talk about the Thursday game. One of the Thursday games. They were all of them. Detroit, 40 to 10 over Green Bay. Green Bay, you know, going to make the playoffs. And then the second question to that is. Next week, if I have to choose between Nick Foles and Aaron Rodgers as a starting quarterback in fantasy, who do I pick? All right. Well, where do we begin here? I'm going to go ahead and – I want to go ahead and do the fun one. Um, yeah, Green Bay sucks, and I seriously doubt they're – I love you, Greg. And, uh, <laughs> and I, don't, I don't think they're going to necessarily make the playoffs, and I think it's because of the attitude on the team right now. And it all starts at the top with Aaron Rodgers being like, yeah, it ain't about whether or not I can do the job. It's about the risk I'm willing to assume. I'm not saying that that logic isn't sound, but I'm saying that the way that came off to the whole team and to the whole fan base and to the whole NFL was like, look at that guy. He just doesn't want to do it right now because he's not sure – that they're a lock to make it to the uh, at least, you know, I don't know. It doesn't, it's just, it comes off awful. I, I'm curious if you have any weigh-in on that. And then I, I certainly want to dive into which quarterback do you start later and, and the other questions. But I'm curious what you think about that, Greg. So the Packers have always had this, like, the philosophy of the next man up, right? So a couple of years ago when they, when they won the Super Bowl, it was all about next man up. You know, so Aaron Rodgers sees it as next man up. It's the dude that just broke, broke his collarbone. And it can't be next man up unless my quarterback gets broken. So the team philosophy has to be, let's make sure we have somebody skilled enough on to back me up. And Seneca Wallace wasn't it. Nick Tolzien wasn't it. And i got to tell you, Matt Flynn is the most recycled quarterback in this league at this point in time, and he's definitely not it. Just because he knew the offense is, 
the offensive players have changed and there's been more dynamics come in, you know. So I think they're just set up poorly because we just see the power of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is that team when it comes down to it right now, just like Brett Favre was that team previously, you know. So I think the whole NFC North sucks. Uh, I think the Packers probably would have made the playoffs if they would have won this past Thursday, uh, and that's a big if because they were playing a team that was dead bound not to make it ten in a row in terms of losing on Thanksgiving. You know, so when it comes down to it, uh, Packers had an opportunity to win a game and then get Aaron Rodgers back and then and then actually make their run because this is the time that matters for teams to make the playoffs because. The record beforehand didn't matter as long as they were in position to be able to still attain it. You know, we're talking about a 7-5 and five team at the top of their division and then a 6-6 six and six team who just lost to Minnesota uh, in front of them. You know, so it was a pretty wide-open race, if you ask me, for them to be able to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, so I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is doing anything different than uh, Derrick Rose did last year. Or... Exactly. And... and, and... Despite popular opinion, the Green Bay Packers philosophy of next man up did not start with a Viagra commercial. I'm just just going to throw that out there. Question, who's sexuality now? That's good. That's good. I'm not worried about well, next man up. Glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw that all out there. So, But, all right, so, so back to the, the other question, guys. So if I'm starting a fantasy quarterback next week, I choose between Aaron Rodgers and Nick Foles. Who am I starting? Who are they playing? Uh, I, I was trying to get it up on my phone, but didn't get it up. Uh, 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 I'll go ahead and throw out there that I'd, I'd play full. I'd play Foles right now. Make Foles? Okay. Uh, I'll try to pull up the schedule, go because I mean you're talking what is it now? Nineteen touchdowns, zero picks. Well, it's tough. It's tough to put that in, but you also have a former league MVP on the other side. Yeah, who like. Uh, like we just said, broke his collarbone and hasn't played for a long time and is coming on to a team that is morally defeated, whereas Foles is in the perfect situation. I mean, I remember... Um, I'll tell you, the Packers are playing Atlanta, though. Yeah, Packers are playing yeah. I remember early notes that I made on fantasy uh, football picks early in the season, and some of them were saying that didn't, uh, didn't Green Bay lose one of the best left tackles in the game, like before the season even started. And this is a league this year where everybody's having offensive line troubles. Everybody's trying to fill holes and pull people. Um, so, you know, you're seeing the power of Aaron Rodgers more, I think, is exactly right. And he is not in as good a position as Mr. Foles right now. Now, what was, who is Rodgers playing, though? That was good. I didn't hear him. Yeah, uh, Green Bay's playing Atlanta, and Philly is playing Detroit. Damn, that does alter things. It does, because Foles will be on his back with Sue and uh, Hartley or whatever his name is. Excuse me, coming in at him. Literally, it's going to weigh on his brain, that's for sure. I think either way. I think, I mean, it's so um, Detroit's defense, uh, they're, they're, yeah, they have a good pass rush. Their DBs aren't the best. I don't know. I would say the weaker defense is definitely Mm -hmm. Atlanta's, but I don't know. I'm nasty. Yeah. Yeah, he's nasty. He's not just Janet Jackson nasty, folks. He's, I can't help it. I've got to get rid of this stuff. It drives me crazy. Okay. All right. Anyway, All right, now. so, Gov, with those being said, would you go Rodgers? I won't throw him on the floor. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely go Rodgers based off of that. That's it. Really? Unloved. I'm still not sure. Atlanta Fox. 
<clears throat> well, let's look at what are Green Bay's weapons right now. So Jordy's there. Uh, Cobb may be thinking that they're just awesome. But Boykin was doing great with uh, Boykin Rod- no catches this past week. Oh, well, wow. with Rodgers. I should let you finish. I'm sorry. Yeah, so with Rodgers, Boykin looks good. Without Rodgers, James Jones is a favorite for Rodgers. So he's got a lot of safety in, in terms of that. In terms uh-huh. of that. You know, it's just I look at who they're playing defensively and what the options are there. Uh, you know, and there's no doubt in my mind that they're uh, going to be okay. All right. Fair enough. So, Bill, what else? Did you watch much football today? I mean, despite your Colts looking like garbage and finding a way to win a game, <clears throat> anything you saw today that you're like, all right, that's interesting for the playoffs or anything like that? No, I'm still a little geeked on LeVon Bell. Uh, I don't or know Le'Veon? Le'Veon. Really? Yeah, I had to do it. We're going to the pronunciation of Yeah, if you're going to talk football and all that, you at least got to make them sound like you're really? French. Are we talking football right now? <laughs> Look, I'm sorry you're not comfortable in your sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Bell, uh, I'm still a little bit geeked at that run he made. How he was just totally willing to die for that touchdown. I thought that was great, and how his head got bent and twisted. That was some real football. That was good. And then, and then how the striped shirt said, "Yeah, uh, his helmet came off at the one and a half yard line. Who doesn't get the touchdown?" <laughs> about your luck. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Though I mean, if that's the rule, that's the rule. But I just thought it was a lot of fun to see a running back put his head down and go for the uh, go for the end zone. Because I could care less. I hate both those teams. I'm, I'm more than happy to watch them beat themselves up and uh, the futility that is what they're trying to do. So um, I loved it, man. It was good offense. It was good defense. I thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of the football that I've seen has been outstanding. But like you guys said, why they play the games, it's crazy. You can't predict what the hell Jacksonville is going to do, no matter how much of this football that you watch. Any more that we can know that Aaron Rodgers isn't somehow going to magically come out with his Superman jersey on and tear shit up after going through a broken collarbone and being off for so long with not a great team against a team that's just been beaten down and could be pissed. So who knows? That's why they play the game. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a whole hell of a lot to add. Except that I was right about the AFC South. Thank you very much. Let you were. On here. All right, fine. You were. You, you, weird how the Colts fans were right about the AFC South when they said the Colts would win. That's weird how that happens. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah, one and done. One and done. That's what Peyton Manning was. Thank God we just started so the Colts will era. be this year. They won't win a playoff game. You don't think so? No. Nope. I don't Okay. Okay. I'll go ahead and... Uh, They're extre- extremely one-dimensional, and I'm sorry if Donnie Brown or Donald Brown is your guy. No, he's definitely not my guy. T. Rich is the one that's let me down. Donald Brown just sucks. Well, Donald Brown was the guy that they're focusing on now, and that's very, very clear that we said, hey, we're going to move to Donald Brown uh, in order to get our running game uh, reestablished because T.Y. Hilton... Uh, was a phenomenal player when Reggie Wayne was on the field. Yep. But Reggie Wayne's not on the field anymore, so T.Y. Hilton is a dud. He really is. The downfield game is completely lost um, because it's obvious the person that's filling filling Andrew Luck's safety blanket role is Cody Fleener, and he's, he's Cody Fleener. And, uh, yeah, I'm not disappointed in Donald Brown. I'm still disappointed in that draft where we passed on so many people to get Donald Brown. And, but he is a role filler, and I think this week he was filling the role of... You're a role filler. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, talking about packing roles in holes um, <laughs> and filling them. 
right, I think this is a lesson for Trent Richardson, you know. I, I'm hoping, I'm still holding on to hope that he could be everything we want him to be. Hell, just 75% of what you were last year would be enough. Well, when you're averaging 1.7 yards per carry, all you have left is hope. No, I disagree. Sounds like Ray Rice. I disagree. If it was Donald Brown I was actually holding on to hope for, that would be pathetic. But just last year, Trent, Richard was, Trent Richard Richardson was more than relevant and breaking eight-man boxes. He was doing that, and it was real, and it happened on more than one occasion. This is not a dream, nor is it a fleeting hope. All right. Well, i got to get away from the Colts because Gov, point, Gov will agree with me that they're one and done. They'll be gone. So yep. but it, to a team that's not going to do anything, as Bill looks like he's a sexuality. Well, let's just face the facts. In a division that is immaterial in the NFL at this point in time, the Texans, who are supposed to be the great white hope, are 2-10. and ten. Uh, The Titans aren't all that good. And that's who everybody's talking about knocking off the Colts if they would have won today. Because the Colts were on a losing streak, and they haven't found their mojo since losing Reggie Wayne. So I would say Reggie Wayne is that team more than Andrew Luck is that team. I think that's a big stretch. But I'll go ahead and, and get off the subject here for everybody's benefit. But uh, We get to too much Colts because of Hollywood. Hollywood doesn't shut up about it. But you, what you, bring you up guys are point. wicked defensive about the Colts. No, I'm just Why, we're not back. defensive about it. No, no, no. You, just no, like you, you said they're one and done, you yeah. were just as confident when you were saying they weren't going to win the AFC South. And you know what? I never was on that Texan bandwagon, I'm just saying. All right. So, so the Colts going to be the – we'll just ask the question. So Broncos? Well, we did once. Does that mean you are you going to beat them if you see them in the playoffs? I'm not saying no. There's a fan. There's a fan. Yep. There's Dude, you're absolutely not beating how the Colts are playing right now. Look, Patriots, exactly Patriots, Patriots have your number. Bengals will give you a rough run. The Chiefs defense would be tough for you. So, uh, you know, those are the top teams in the division. And I would even say Flacco at this point in time could probably outgame uh, Luck in the offense. And that's the guy who throws for 150 yards a game. I think the differences are smaller than you lend you know, credit to. I really do. But that said, I mean, you know, we did beat San Francisco. We did beat uh, Seattle. We did beat Denver. And uh, we did most of that with Reggie Wayne. Those somebody, are exactly. Somebody could fill that role. Somebody could fill that role. Those are th- they better get stepping up now. Yeah, those are three of the best wins any team has had all season. Like, they're, they're, seriously, like, that's all. Then I've seen, like, three of the worst games I've seen a team play in my life. Yeah, some of them, like St. Louis and stuff, were like... St. Louis, Houston, the first half. Yeah, but, I mean, St. Louis really stopped. St. Like, Louis is horrible. That bad. I mean, that was just... Zach Stacy ran all over you. Zach fucking Stacy. Yeah. He doesn't even have a K. He's not that much of a No, cat. yeah, it's just... It's <laughs> DNA. DAC, Zach. All right, I have to do the token <laughs> mention because one of my favorite girls' teams, Ava's favorite team, the Chicago Bears, got beat by the Minnesota Vikings, who almost tied again for the second week in a row. But is there not the – I mean, is, is every time – I say it almost every week. Is AP not literally – is AP – he's the best running back. Is he the best football player in the game? Good God. You set yourself up so perfectly. It's okay. You can say whatever you want. I mean, it's, I'm just – he may not be. I'm is just giving you the, the one with the homer problem here? Is he the best football player ever? Is he ever? the best football player? No, yeah. I didn't say ever. Well, you may in the game well. right now. Um, is he the best football player in the game? No, just because okay. I want to challenge you. No. I'm just asking your opinion. No. Yeah. 
I don't think he's got the football knowledge to be the best football player in the game. Okay. All right. But I love the guy. I think he's I think he's a hell of a running back. Hell of a running back. Best running back. We know that. Best I, yep. No one no one will argue that not best running back. Can't say I, I mean cuz you know, hey, look. Whatever. Just had a throw. Hey. 10,000 yards in seven seasons is pretty impressive. But, you know, now he's approaching 30, so we'll see if he's the best football player on the field after 30. Right. Yeah, no kidding. So, look, guys, we got to talk about it. Was the game last night the best college football game we've ever seen? Oh, by far. By far? I mean, by far. Who do you think the band coming out on the field and everything? Yeah, I mean, when, when you think about what the Iron Bowl means, period, in that state. Uh, I won't pick on the state too much, but when it comes down to it. uh, All right, so while I was watching the game, there's GED commercials. (laughs) Uh, So I'll pick on the state. I mean, it's a collegiate football game, and they're advertising people to come and get their GED. So I have have issues with that. Uh, And based on what what happened at that, uh, to those trees on the infamous corner a few years back, uh, you know, and that dude calling into a radio station and getting caught, I think we all know the education level of that state. (laughs) But, yes, phenomenal game. I mean, purely excited, and yes, I was cheering for Alabama to get beat because I think the SEC is overhyped. I think Florida State's the best team uh, uh, this year, uh, and Alabama gets to hold it down because they're defending champions. Uh, just to prove out that Auburn uh, can certainly beat them, and this is a team that I think had had a pretty rough run for after the post-Cam Newton. Uh, they went downhill pretty quick. Uh, I think they got smoked. Uh, a couple years in the Iron Bowl, uh, and then now came back uh, at home and destroyed Alabama's uh, hopes and dreams of being, a, uh, a, I think, a four-peat. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think it's one of the best, if not the best, college football game that I've seen. Uh, I think the other ones that are up there with it, and yeah, maybe because I'm little, but USC Texas, um, you know, the uh, Vince Young game, mm-hmm. that was a great game. And even, uh, Gov, I'll even go to you, to you on this one, the uh, Ohio State-Miami uh, uh, National Championship game was a really good one as well. That was horrible. Ohio State should never be. <laughs> but as a game, it was good. Come on. Yes, like four overtimes. Yeah, as a game, it was it was one of the best games. That was the, I think that was the game that McGahee uh, shredded his knee and nobody thought he was going to play in the NFL. And, the, and, I mean, that fucker's still playing, and this is 10, 15 years later. But to have the game end, I mean, can you imagine being a fan watching uh, a field goal go up thinking your team's probably going to lose, see your guy catch it, and run it back for a touchdown for 109 yards? The swing of emotion just had to be amazing. (laughs) Yeah, but... It, I think it made everybody's night. I know uh, all the social media is blowing up with it. Dude, it just felt good. I mean, uh, you know, everybody was enthralled by the game, whether no matter what part of the country you were in. Uh, you know, and that was – was it a 2.30 game? 3.30 no. game? That was – that was yeah, I think it was a 3.30 game. I think. Yeah, right. yeah, well, 2.30 my time. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 you know, right. You're right. And normally we get these games at 8 o'clock at night. You know, these are the night games uh, for – College football, they usually hold that out to the end, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, hey, bro, we got a couple callers. I'm going to bring them in. 
Yeah, go ahead. I was actually just going to check on that. Please do. I'm going to do the. I'm going to do the uh, first one, the one that's been waiting for the longest. Okay. Caller on the air. Sports our way. Well, what's up, fellas? It's Nick and Callie. What's up, Nick? What up, bro? I'm doing good. How about you guys? I'm doing really good. I'm uh, I'm ahead in my fantasy football uh, matchup this week. I'm doing really good. You know, as soon as we started oh, nice. the <laughs> Josh Gordon touchdown uh, went from us being tied to you by 25 points. <laughs> yeah, the 95. I'm going to bring in the second caller as well because he might want to talk to you also. So let's bring him in okay. too. What up, Big Al? What's going on, fellas? <laughs> All right. What's up, yeah, Al? Let's just let's get a party line. Oh, man. I just want to ask one question. Who loses to Cook? I don't know. Who did? <laughs> Apparently, uh, our man Bill. <laughs> oh, he's so quiet now, well, right? There's, there's time on me, and a glory hole's not necessarily involved. <laughs> so, if I lose, I'll end up as the three seed. Bill, I think that will end up as the six okay. seed. Yeah, Bill will be the six seed. And then Joey and Greg would be the four and five, and they'd rematch after Greg just tore Joey a new asshole. Yeah. We don't care who's three and below. Tell them who's the number one and two seed. Oh, if, if I lose, if I win, I'm the one seed. If I lose, Nappy's the one seed, and you're the two seed. Right. Nappy. Who right. Right. Nappy. Right. Now you're talking my language. All right. Look, Nick, let's get to you first, man. So, whatever. It doesn't matter. You might win. You might lose. You're going to play. That's a new thing. So, what do you think of, of – so, let me ask you both – or, Nick, we'll start with you. So, next week, do I start AP or do, um, do I start AP? Do I start Foles or do, do I, I start AP, Nick? Do I start Foles or do I start Rogers? Rogers, if he plays, Foles if – Obviously, if Rodgers doesn't play. Okay. All right, Alex, what do you think? I go with Foles, man. No interception. Right. you got to ride the horse. <laughs> Peyton Manning had 19 oh, touchdowns oh, before oh. he had an interception. Yeah. <laughs> There's no bestiality here, you Denver son of a gun. You son of a bitch, you. Boy, uh, uh, you want to... Eric Decker looked good for you tonight. Alex, Alex, first of all, you want me to ride a horse and you're telling me another guy looks good. I'm worried about you, bro. Hey, man. That mile higher. (laughs) The air's thin out here, you know. I'm I'm trying to be like Bill. (laughs) Uh, I do want to chime in on the college games. Yeah, so, Nick, what's your comment on the college game? Uh... Great game. I didn't see any of it. I saw the replay of what happened to Auburn, Alabama. Great ending. But that was to win a regular season game, not a bowl game. Uh, Texas, USC, although I did not like the outcome, one of the greatest games ever because superhuman performance by Vince Young, and that was to win the national title game in the Rose Bowl. So that would definitely take precedent over the Auburn-Alabama game. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. All right, bro. Alex, what do you think? I don't know, man. Uh, you know I me. Mean, I'm not into college ball. Did you not watch that game, though, or see the highlights? I didn't. It still had to be pretty exciting. 
I, I saw the highlights. It, it was nice, but I didn't watch the game, man. Three kids. I was lucky to watch one game this afternoon. And that was I got my 49ers kicking Yeah, I guess a team that spanked them earlier in the year. Way to, way to get that revenge game in. Uh, I thought you'd my back. All right, Nick, one question real quick, and I'm going to let you go. So the game okay. last night, Bama, Bama and Auburn, does this um, help or hurt why we should or shouldn't keep the BCS and go to a playoff system? Um, well, I think if you're in the SEC, it helps the argument to get rid of the BCS and go to a four-team playoff because uh, as of now, it's, to me, it should be Florida State and Ohio State in the title game, whereas if it was a four-team playoff, it would be Alabama and uh, Auburn as the three and four seeds with a potential rematch in the national title game if the one and four play and two and three play. So this is definitely favoring the SEC Um to get rid of the BCS and go to the four-game four playoff. That's just my two cents. That's all I was asking for. I didn't need a quarter, but we're good. It works. All right, buddy. Thanks <laughs> for calling in, man. Much love. <laughs> all right, much love, fellas. Take care. All right, see you, bro. Big Al. What's up, brother? All right, so your Niners won, and you're starting to become a Bronco fan, aren't you? You know... Uh, I was hoping Casey would win tonight. What do you really want? Because I like Alex Smith. Oh, yeah, he, former Niner. A, I didn't think about that. The former Niner, you know? And I'm tired of a, so, uh, I'm sure you've got a lot in Indiana, Indiana talking about the Colts, and the Colts are the best thing since sliced bread and this, this, that. Same way out here with the Broncos. I'm, you know, kind of sick of it. Thank you. Thank you. Because when you first moved out there, I remember you started, you know, for a little while, you definitely started drinking the Kool-Aid. But after a while, doesn't it get a little annoying that every time you turn on the radio and every time you turn the corner, you hear Broncos this or, like, Gov and I used to hear Colts this. Kind of gets to you a little bit, doesn't it? It it does. You know, when I first moved out here, it was great to have an NFL team in town. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, had, I shared season tickets with a buddy, and it was fun going to the games. In L.A., we didn't have that. Um, you know, we have to go down to San Diego up to, you know, the 49ers. But it, it's it's worn on me. You know, I'm tired of hearing how good Peyton Manning is. The fucking guy wears a glove. <laughs> <laughs> we know about fucking guys that wear fucking gloves. They sleep in oxygen right. tanks and do bad things behind closed doors. <laughs> Man. Awesome. Bill never wears a glove. I'm just saying. <laughs> no self-respecting man wanting to fully enjoy the sexual experience wears a glove. Whoa! <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, shit. All right, cool. So, um, so you're a little upset on how it all played out today, then, except for the Niners winning. Yeah, I mean, it, it was nice to they won. That's great. I just wanted to see Casey win. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I gotta, plus, it, it would have helped. It would have helped me in the JV league because if they right now they have a two point advantage on KC, um, mm-hmm. so they're going to spit Manning the last two games right in our playoff. I got you. 
Well, so it's gonna, the JV League is full, full of bitches anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, amen to that. Bitches. What are you finishing um, in our in our regular league? Are you are you going to finish last? Probably, yeah. Yeah. I, I started out with an eight-game losing streak, ending with a five-game winning streak, and what are you going to do? Um, 2013, it's not my year, Isn't bro. Cook five, Isn't Cook five and eight, too? Yeah, but he beat me. There's only there, there's there's like a handful of good things that have happened to me this year. One is the great girl I'm with. Two is talking to you as much as I do. Yeah, you yeah. may want to let this one. There's nothing he can do. He's definitely going to finish last. It's just a matter of if he ties. Oh man. <laughs> I know. Hey, Bill, it's are you okay. No matter what, I'm in. Even though my team currently sucks, despite. Uh, some poor play on my part, but mainly losing, uh, you know, my first round draft pick. I just have not recovered from it. I just want to say thank oh, God I played Gray last week. Thanks. Uh, not this, and not this week? And not this week. <laughs> With your 180 <laughs> points. I just need this all the way through the playoffs. We'll be good. I don't think Eric Decker is getting four touchdowns from Peyton Manning every single fucking game, so uh, no. don't count on it. Nor do I, be- nor do I believe uh, Alshon Jeffrey is going to get 250 yards a game either. Yeah, Greg, yeah. Greg pulled off uh, a savvy trade getting him Eric Decker from me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if Eric Decker for Andre Johnson is the smartest idea in the world, but uh, it worked out. With it. <laughs> I did. Andre Johnson let so many people down. Actually, every time I started him, he did well for me. Uh, one question for you, Alex, and then I'll let you uh, say what you called in if you had a thought. Um, Lakers, how are they going to end it up? Um, I don't know, man. Okay, they're, good insight. I, I know, good insight, huh? You know, uh, not at the basketball this year, man. It's hard with What's the kids. wrong with you? What the, I, I understand the kids, but, like, you can get, I like, text alerts. I have no alert. time. You don't give me the time crap. You get a text alert about the Lakers or something, bro. Alex, hey, Al, how many hours a week do you work? Yeah, I mean, have you ever heard that I expression, work, you're doing it? I work about 55, 60 hours a week. All right, there's 55 to 60 hours to keep up with sports right there. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was only that easy. Alex, I gotta tell you a little story really quick, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you do your thing and let these guys get back on the show. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry about so that. you and I <clears throat> probably bonded more of the Lakers more so than just about any other person I have, except for maybe one other guy. And it sounds very homo, but I'm comfortable with my sexuality. It's okay. This other guy, when I was ended up in jail, um, shaving his head, a white supremacist. When he got out of jail. Uh, I remember talking to him and him telling me he didn't like the Lakers anymore because of when Kobe raped that white girl up in Colorado, probably a block from where you live. Um, so please don't do that to me, bro. Please be that guy that oh. follows the Lakers. I can't handle another disappointment no, no. like that in my life. I, I follow the Lakers. I just haven't had time to sit there and watch too many of their games. Okay. You would look no, scary it, with your head as a white supremacist, by the way. Yeah, he looks so. like a Latino. That he's so <laughs> Latino. <laughs> Thanks, babe. And the way you described it, it definitely, uh, it definitely makes you think there's some kind of fantasy behind the whole thing for him. <laughs> hey, any uh, Alex? And I'm sorry, 
Do you have questions or thoughts? I know we I've totally asked you questions. Anything you want to add, buddy, that I, I totally oh, railroaded you on? We we actually just we, went over. I want to talk about some fantasy football and see, you know, what you guys' thoughts on that were. Yeah. So we won't hang up with you when you call in fantasy football on this show like they might have done on another show. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, anybody know why No Sean Moreno was crying during the national anthem tonight? You guys see that? He I did not. Yeah, I saw that. I, they really didn't uh, elaborate on it. They just said he was so emotional, you know, and they caught him crying when the national anthem was over. And not kind of tearing up. I mean, like waterfall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. It was know like a waterfall. It's crazy. Why? I was hoping since you were in Denver, they might have mentioned why, but they didn't. Huh? No, they didn't, they didn't elaborate on it. No, not at all. All right, cool, bro. All right, man. Well, they just thank said you he's an talking. emotional person. Oh, wait a second. He's a receiver. Okay. Uh-huh. He's the bottom, not the top. Even Ridley was trying on the bench today. <laughs> Should have been. He fumbled. He can't hold on the goddamn ball. Al, much love, man. Thanks for giving a shot, bro. Much love, guys. Keep it up. All right. See you, buddy. All right. There we go. So let's go back to college football real quick, if you don't mind. No, 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 go. Go ahead. All right, so this is playing out to be the perfect piece. Uh, So now Michigan State just needs to beat Ohio State next week in the Big Ten Championship. Oh, and then what happens? Then Ohio State can't make it to the national championship game where they don't deserve to play. Let's face it, dude. Ohio State hasn't played anybody this year, and they're sitting number two in the nation. Now they do have two undefeated seasons in a row, uh, at bay, but you know when it comes down to it, you'd have Florida State, and then Auburn would slide into the two. Alabama would be the three. Missouri would be the four. So you have three SEC teams in the top four. So play that one out in the four-team playoff. Yeah. SEC wins again. You know, and all that turns into is the SEC title game, pretty much. I mean, that's all it pretty much is every year. Well, the SEC title game is going to be, isn't it? Missouri and Auburn. Right. So uh, that's going to be interesting, too, because Missouri's not a bad team, man. Oh. Uh, you know, you got to beat teams like Georgia when Georgia was good. But Georgia was broken. They weren't really good. So they've got them at – they they get the credit for breaking them, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, but we all saw Georgia get broken by Tennessee, to be honest with you. Uh, so, yeah, when I look at it, I think it should be – you know, I, I would love to say it should have been Oregon, uh, but at this point in time, it's Stanford. Uh, you know, that should be probably in this game. So so let me ask you, so what what would be your ideal national championship game, yours? What do you want to see mostly? Uh, Florida State versus somebody in the Pac-10. I want to exclude the SEC. Okay. All right, that's what I was curious about, because you talked about Florida State being the best team in the nation, and I was wondering if you wanted to see them against Bama, who, you know, maybe – Maybe they're not, you know, obviously now they're not, but it seems like it'd still be a pretty good game. And I am kind of tired of seeing Bama in a national championship game. Me too. I mean, you know, Alabama's a good team, and they've got a fantastic coach. But when it comes down to it, you know, a lot of the favor of how these rankings work out is off the polls. And when you start off in the polls high and you have a, a pretty weak schedule, right, let's face it, the SEC is deep because it's got two sides to their, uh, to their division. Right. You know, so you're, when Alabama plays somebody like maybe in Arkansas, uh, it's not a tough team to beat. 
you know, uh, yeah. Arkansas is not a good, not, not a good school. Uh, you know, so in Alabama, I think, didn't they almost lose their opening week game? They sure did. I forget who it was, too, but I remember it was a really early upset that they almost stopped. Virginia Tech or somebody or uh, somebody like that, too. Yeah. Like Virginia Tech or Boston College or something like that, too, they're uh, almost lost to. You know, I, I am a little sick of watching uh, SEC dominate the NCAA uh, from that aspect. And it's easy to sit there and say, well, you know, well, SEC is just that much better than everybody else. Well, Florida State's an ACC team, and you know, my big fear is Florida State's going to jump off the ACC and join the SEC uh, because they have more capability of recruiting and, uh, you know, being in the position they're in now, being number one in the nation. Yeah. They're, um, did you see that, um, that uh, you know, when ESPN follows them around, I mean, what was it, Auburn this past week at Bama the week before? No, I didn't get to catch that, brother. Uh, I mean, just kind of based on some of the things you're saying, I mean, there is I mean, SEC both times. I mean, I know they're both big games, but, I mean, there's other programs. Um, right. You know. Well, they can't follow Jameis Winston around because they might be raping a girl. <laughs> and, by the way, is that the worst idea ever? Let's delay the charges until late December. Uh, so here's the Heisman candidate. Could you imagine uh, – Chris Herbstreit or Fowler or whoever's on stage handing him a trophy, and then the next day he gets arrested. Can you imagine them giving him the trophy and then walk up and cuff him while they're giving him the trophy? <laughs> yeah, that would be – I mean, I think it's bad for the Heisman. It's one of the biggest trophies that are given out in football, period, yeah. uh, next to the Lombardi trophy. But <laughs> I think the Heisman's bigger in the in, in NCAA football than the – crystal ball thing that they give out for the oh yeah for that you know, the GCS championship you know so i would hate to see that happen on that stage uh thinking about the history of other great heisman running backs and players oh, but same uh, jim brown maybe might be the one that comes to mind before oj and, and oj's getting out soon by the way oh shit <laughs> the guy who goes to jail for stealing this shit getting out soon oh he really went to jail because he chopped his ex-wife's head off, but in, in all reality, that's why he was convicted of stealing his own shit. It's a waste of a good white woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect cum dumpster. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I can't follow that. Uh, better uh, shut that bitch up. For you're talking about him or her? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the juice might be now. Yeah. Uh, prison he's in or what jail he's in. The juice is loose. Holy shit. Um, Bill, you got thoughts, man. What thoughts you got? Sports related, non sports related. You're looking at your phone like you're looking at gay porn. Yeah. I, I also have kids, so I mean I get to follow sports, but I don't get to I definitely do it on a delay. So there's a lot I'm learning. Man, I was at a restaurant that is famous for the IU side of the IU Purdue rivalry. I got to watch some of the Auburn-Alabama games simply because even the IU people were tired of watching IU stop all over uh, Purdue in the good old oak and bucket game. Careful. We've fallen a long, long, long way, and it brings me down. It is fun to watch the Colts continue to win by just wanting to win more than the other team, whether they're good enough, whether they're playing well enough, whether they're doing consistently, hell, whether they're even throwing the 50% completion rating. 
Um, they don't care. More often than not in these situations, So what usually happens when we call to ask or when we start asking for Bill's uh, thoughts is that the whole show goes, you know, to shit. So looks like we got booted for a second because the show didn't want to hear Bill's thoughts. Sorry about that, buddy. That's all good. My thoughts rest in uh, Homerland. Everybody knows Purdue just got their asses kicked that gives a shit about IU because even the Purdue people are staying away from it right now. It's that bad. That's pretty much uh, all I had to add to final thoughts. We'll be back. Oh, yeah, I said some great stuff about the Colts. Y'all should have heard it. It was top-notch. <laughs> it's all right, bro. Um, you got about, I wasn't necessarily on final thoughts. I just hadn't heard from Bill too much. So anything else you want to cover that we haven't hit? Well, I'm a Purdue person, so can I cover that? You can cover whatever you want. <laughs> you, Bill's a Purdue guy, too, so you guys can have this conversation. You can- I know. It's just, it, it sounded like you wanted to... Uh, rag on Purdue a little bit more than I think he intended there, but when it comes down to it, you know, we've got a new head coach at Purdue University uh, who I think will do a phenomenal job once he gets his own players. Uh, same thing that happened with Tiller. Uh, first two years for Tiller weren't perfect. Uh, and I, I remember these phases. I remember this phase where uh, Purdue goes to IU and loses by almost 50 points in between Breeze and Orton. And I also remember uh, a ton happening before Breeze. So, uh, you know what? I'm looking up. I, I re- really uh, wish Purdue Sports were doing a little bit better, but if I was going to take it to the angle I really want to take it, i just blame it on Mitch Daniels, the uh, former governor of Indiana, who's now the president of Purdue, uh, which makes it really hard for me to send them any of my money. Wow. That's so many things right there. One of the first articles I read about Mitch Daniels as the new president of Purdue is that they were upgrading his office he yelled and screamed at everybody and told them they were wasting money. And I was like, all right, we're going to be in for it here. We'll see. You can blame it on Mitch Daniels. You can uh, blame it on the transition. You can blame it on the recruiting class. Bottom line is I'm just getting frustrated like you, but maybe not quite as frustrated as you since you're looking up. And we, we, we do some really bad things. There's a lot of kids out there that know how to give up, and that bothers me. Yeah, and I – well, and – Bill, I agree just for the Purdue athletics in general right now, right? So the Purdue gave up when they, when Tiller decided he was going to retire after he had three phenomenal quarterbacks. And I, I know Curtis Painter is probably not phenomenal in most people's minds when they watched him play in the NFL. <laughs> but, uh, but when it comes down to it, he had three phenomenal quarterbacks that had come and play in the system which at the time, you know, the Wyoming or the spread offense was something that, you know, the Big Ten hadn't seen. He kind of changed what the Big Ten's eyes were. So he ran a great offense and, and, and did phenomenal as a head coach. But then when times changed, Purdue didn't, you know, and this is what they're known for. You know, so they let Purdue, you know, uh, Purdue's new head coach, which happened to be Taylor's old assistant, Danny Hope, take over. And he just tried to do the same shit, and he wasn't head coach material uh, with a – Big Ten Division One school, you know, and that's why it went downhill, you know. And I see the same thing happen with Painter. You know, Painter could Painter could do some great things, but he's got a horrible recruiting staff, you know. So now you're watching Purdue basketball do the same thing. Once they got rid of, once their that one freshman class moved through, they were in trouble, uh, you know. And we're gonna watch the same thing happen. So it's it's a lot like other Indiana sports, you know. The 
uh, Purdue fans who are beating the drum, uh, literally, uh, the big drum, uh, are now just like being quiet and hush and probably donating all their Purdue gear. You know, it's just one of those pieces. So at least the homeless in Las Lafayette will have clothes for a while. <laughs> man, by the end of your monologue there, you were hitting Purdue pretty hard too, man. <laughs> we're clothing the homeless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got nowhere to go but up. It is something to look forward to. Yeah, I, I, what, I'm, what I'm impressed with is this coach. I'm watching his demeanor on the sidelines. It's a different coach than Purdue's seen in a long time. Yeah, I'll give you that. And he'll get the best out of people. But like you said, yeah. he just needs some time to get some people in there to get the best out of that are worth a damn. Yeah, I just think Texas recruiting is done now, though. So. Hmm. All right. It's been a while since we've had two guys talk Purdue, but you guys been here, so you might as well let it roll. I mean, I guess you could talk uh, Ball State football, right? Aren't they doing pretty good? Tactical Tech, man. They're doing awesome. They're winning their division, right? Taking it and you know, being a bowl game and all that stuff. Not a BCS game, but a bowl game, right? Well, yeah, like the uh, Schick Shaker Dust Ball Bowls. Which, you know, that's that should never be underappreciated. You know, you always want to have the Shaker Dust Bowl. What's what's pretty awesome though? They might be playing against somebody like Notre Dame, who won't make a BCS bowl, and they'll have to play in the Schick Shaver Nuts Bowl. All right, so I watched a lot of television, like other like everybody does over the Thanksgiving weekend, unless you're working your nuts off on Black Friday. And thank you to everybody that does. All right, so it's funny. You see a lot of Hanes commercials on TV. You know, they're paying Jordan a fair amount of money over a long period of time. There's a lot of Hanes commercials on TV. A small percentage of them are geared towards women. And those ones that are geared towards women don't need to be on TV very often at all. They are provocative. <laughs> they get a lot of tread out of a single or out of just a few really hot commercials. And that's that's my take on that and the rest of television over this Thanksgiving break. If you wanted to, you could watch every single Harry, Harry Potter back to back to back to back. You could watch every single Star Wars back to back to back to back to back. You could watch uh, probably next weekend we're going to have uh, all the Lord of the Rings back to back to back to back. Pretty soon we'll have Iron Man, Spider-Man, Superman. <laughs> I mean, I ran some trains this week and it had nothing to do with the airport. Of course you ran a train. <laughs> of course you ran a train. Uh, but the biggest thing you got out of it was Hane Turway commercials? Oh, I wouldn't say the biggest thing. That shit was mighty provocative. I and mean, if just one person looks that shit up on the Internet or pays attention during the next Ladies Hanes commercial, you'll be happy you did. You'll think back to those days when you flip to the lingerie section of the advertisements just to see what those women look like. People like Chris, they didn't go with that. So. Well, there's only one question you ask after that. You like that, don't you, bitch? I'm <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we don't have any weird news since we don't have Hollywood. Too bad he couldn't make it, but evidently half of his uh, assistant manager staff is dead, so uh, that leads to problems. Uh, final thoughts, Bill? You got any? No, nothing right now. Love you guys. It's always fun to hang out. Hail to the Chaos Network, and uh, as long as the Colts don't lose faith, we're going to continue to win games and surprise you guys over and over again. Stuff. It's my homework. Yeah, uh, like the NCAA, just continue to support the ones and dones, uh, like the Colts, too. Uh, <clears throat> so we'll just continue from there. 
for those of you who are in retail, one, just know that you're appreciated, uh, you know, from at least a select few, including myself. Uh, but find a way, if you work your ass off this weekend, to get some time off around Christmas with, with your family, if that's what you celebrate, or if it's uh, Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or Chris Monica or whatever you want to call it. Christmas. Uh, find a way to just get some time with your family. And, you know, and I, I definitely plan to do the same because everybody knows that I was on the road traveling a lot, and, then, you know, and I want to certainly enjoy every minute that I have with my little guy. Uh, not only to that is, you know, I think I saw my parents for a whopping whop, well, 12 hours combined where we're all awake. So, you know, so take that opportunity, man. Family means a lot, and you can't get, you can't get time in years back. So. That's the truth. There's, who did I, I had a conversation with that about some, oh, yeah, somebody. Anyway, more important to have the time than to bust your ass making a bunch of money because you can't, you just like you said, you time. I could have spent, never mind. I won't go off on that tangent, the mom tangent. Anyway, so um, my final thought is, uh, you know, it's a great time for sports right now. We have the uh, NFL is is starting to wind down. Uh, NCAA, you know, one of the best games we've ever seen in our lifetime happening the other night. NBA is starting to pick up a little bit. I know it's beginning. Um, but again, and we say it all the time, but one of the best sports to watch that you never get a chance that no one takes a chance to see is take a look at the NHL. It is one of the funnest games to watch on TV. One of the, you know, if you ever, if you can, if you're around it, even though Hollywood's a Blackhawks fan from out of nowhere, it kind of happened. So we say, and I'm sure, you know, it, yeah, I'm sure next week he'll be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Um, get a chance to watch some hockey. They say it's the coolest, coolest sport on ice for a reason. And right now, um, when you check the standings, you know, Boston Bruins are killing it. Detroit Red Wings are killing it. Uh, Scotty's Pittsburgh Penguins are killing it. And it's, uh, uh, it's one of the coolest things to watch, period. So get into it, enjoy it, go from there. Anyway, that's all I really had. Um, thanks for listening. I need to shout out to um, uh, Footprints. Uh, this is the show that really is the mainstay. It seems like even though we're hit and miss through what's going on right now on our shows because of, uh, you know, Mike doesn't have his list set up for when we can record and when we can't record. Um, uh, we're doing, uh, the Tommy Noodles is doing interviews in the press. It seems like every other day about that show and about that cause, so take a listen to it. Other than that, we should be back on Thursday. Hopefully we'll have uh, Indy Willie with us, Gov with us, maybe even some Snowflake and some uh, West Covina, and we'll be good. On that, motherfuckers, we're out. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. This is going to be one fucked up podcast. And we've got players now coming up limp. AP in football. This is a guy who's broken down. You don't know the power of the dark side. I believe in karma, man. Seriously? You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on grandpa's old cough medicine? Oh, Rondo just got ejected. Seriously? I'm talking about the, the, the pre-intercourse. But there's still maybe some titties. What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. That was a freak day.